Good evening and welcome to tonight's Appropriations Committee. It's uh, 7 o'clock and I officially call the first Appropriations Meeting of the Year to order. I just want to welcome everybody. Good to see everybody. Uh, it's good to see everybody in person, not on a Zoom screen. So it's great to see everybody. Um, first item on our agenda this evening is the approval of minutes from October 11th, 2023. Approve the minutes of uh, October 11th, 2023. Second. Motion by uh, Bob, second by Janice. Um, any additional discussion? Just one, I, I don't think it has to be in the letter, but uh, at the last paragraph where it says, uh, that we the transfer of $10,000 in the reserve fund to the account fund uh, due to the postage stamp. We denied it, but it doesn't say any, anything else. I think it, I'd like to have it noted that we denied it with a caveat that if the money can't be found, they should come back to the Appropriations Committee. Okay. Can we can amend that? Okay. Um, and can we get um, approval on the minutes? If, if um, considering that those edits be made, yes. with the expectation that those edits will be made. Any additional comments? All those in favor? Aye. Minutes pass unanimously. Thank you, everybody. Next on the agenda is election of officers. Um, Tim, do you want to take that? Um, I don't even know what the makeup is now. You're the chair, I assume I'm the chair. chair and a clerk. Yep. So usually someone would make a nomination for a new chair and then whoever that is, if it continues to be you, we'll just take a nomination for a uh, vice chair and then a clerk. Okay. Um, I would like to nominate Scott Rogers. Second. Second. All right, thank you. Any discussion or? No. No? Scott's a good guy. All those in favor? <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. You're in. I'm out. <laughs> You're not all out all the way, though. <laughs> I don't think it. You can't leave for the night. Let's not. Oh, no, I'm going to switch. Oh, all right. He's going to take a good chance. I'm going to go hide over there. <laughs> no, that way you can be. All right. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, everyone. Sure. Uh, then the, the next position is that of vice chair. Are there any nominations for vice chair? I'd like to nominate George Brankel for vice chair. Second. Second. Any discussion on that? All those in favor, George is vice chair. And then finally, I, I'm trying to remember, we've had a clerk in the we past. Have, we've had a clerk in the past. Um, John Cordaire usually handled the yes. minutes so that the clerk didn't have to take on that responsibility. Is that something that you or Tim will take on, or is that something that the clerk will now have to do moving forward? No, we can, we, can, we can get the, the minutes, but you should still just have a clerk, and even if it's ceremonial, just 
So it was a succession order for. Right, yeah, we still have the clerk. Well, I, I, I well, didn't I didn't We'll definitely get the minutes. Yeah, John just did the minutes and then sent them out to the clerk for the clerk to review, and then those went for approval. Great. Any nominations for the clerk? I mean, I'll nominate myself if nobody else wants to. I'll nominate Tim Caitlin. Right, second. Second. Any discussion? All right. All those in favor, Tim the clerk. See, he didn't escape. No. I never did. <laughs> no, no more changing his seats. Uh, next on the agenda, the discussion regarding Appropriation Committee appointment to Financial Planning Committee. Tim, do you have that staged up front? Well, I can tell you that they are short for a, a quorum, and they do desperately need your uh, membership. So I don't know if it's generally the chairman who sits on that or not. Well, the, the, the important thing to know about it is that in the um, town code that people on the appropriations can't serve on anything else, but this would be simply somebody that the appropriations committee would appoint to serve on the financial, somebody else from the public, another resident from town, um, you would appoint to serve on the financial plan. Yeah, so we need an appointment. Are there any open applications or any submitted applications for financial planning? No, not that we're aware of. So we need to then advertise. And get that out there. Uh, how many members have been confirmed? Um, they, they have. They currently have four members. Um, there, there's one member that has um, some extenuating circumstances. It's probably not going to be participating in the, in the short term. Uh, so right now, there's three members that are actively participating mm -hmm. out of six. So okay. a quorum would be four. We need to, so we need to add another person. Often we've used town news and that to, to get the word out uh, yeah. of the local positions. So if we can. Yeah, for the news and announcements, we can get that out that this committee is looking to appoint. Yes. Applications to me, to you? They're usually submitted to uh, town admin. Okay. And then um, we would add an upcoming meeting, conduct an interview, or do we need to move even faster? Because you're trying to get financial plans. How many people have, have interest in, in serving? So if, if there's multiple parties, I think you could interview multiple people, but if there's only one applicant. Then we would look to appoint quickly. Uh, and probably in the interest of time, because they need to, financial planning needs to start meeting. Correct. Soon. Yeah. So if we get an initial applicant in that's qualified and we're comfortable, we could make an appointment. And then, the next and is there one appropriations Correct. committee appointment yeah. that needs to get in? Okay. And then the. So there's another vacancy that would be filled by the moderator. That was what I was going to ask. Then the moderator has a that can. Yeah, so, just uh, to not not to, to the chair, um, there's uh, there's two new members on the committee now that um, were one one was appointed by the school committee and one was appointed by the moderator. Just. Uh, last week and okay. uh, they, they have not attended a meeting yet so they're, they're, I think they're probably waiting to get involved. Okay, great. So um, I guess I'd ask the members of, of our committee too if you know someone who's interested, contact them, get the word to submit a, an application and we'll try to get some applications in as quickly as possible. If the applications come in soon enough, there's a possibility we can make an appointment at our meeting next week. 
mm -hmm. as, as soon as next week. Yeah. Okay. And no need to act faster than that? No, because you have to give notice of a meeting anyways. We have one scheduled, so okay. I, think it'll, I think it'll be all right. We are asking the committee, we reached out to the committee with the tentative schedule for the memberships that's available, so we can get their schedule coordinated as well. Okay. okay. We're trying to alternate different days for both of them. Okay, I'm trying to move quickly on that. All right, so anybody watching at home, right, or, or listening to the recorded, if you're interested in uh, Financial Planning Committee, um, helping the town determine the best use of free cash and adherence to our financial policies, right, it's a great, um, great committee, um, very important to the town. Okay, any other discussion on that item, Tim? Okay, great. All right, next then, status of fiscal year 25 budget. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for meeting on such short notice. And again, I apologize for last week with the, not having a code to do this remotely. But I'm glad we're in person because it's tough to, to do this remotely. I think it's better. If you're talking about $80 million, it's a good idea to be in front of people and have a discussion. <clears throat> Jason's back, as you know. so. Financially, for the fiscal year that you're in, you're, you're okay. There's no major windfalls, there's no overexpenditures. Snow and ice, the last storm yesterday, um, earlier in the week, will be. It remains to be seen what will be for ice and for labor. But I think we're going to end. If we can get out of the rest of this year without another storm, I think we're going to be all right, not going over. So usually I do a presentation, but I, I printed out some slides that I'll give to you just to highlight some basics for where we're at, get a date, and then talk about where we're going to hopefully go in fiscal 25. This room isn't exactly set up to do a PowerPoint presentation. I think I have enough for the audience as well. Thank you. Thank you. So I did give the select board an update at their meeting on Monday in terms of where we're at. We have some information relative to fixed costs. We know what our revenue, the, the, the model we use uh, is to look at what our revenues will be for the next fiscal year. So we look at what's allowed under two and a half. We look at the amount of new growth. And we have state aid released in from the governor's budget. Uh, on some of the slides, we do denote it's about an $85,000 increase for state aid, which is nothing at the end of the day. But on the back side of the cherry sheet, you'll see ch charges and assessments on every cherry sheet. And you might know this, but the public might not. But the, the government, state, charges us for different things like MBTA assessments. So, so while it says 85, it's, would it be a net new number increase? Uh, it, it'll probably be like 50,000 because there'll be charges and assessments that'll increase. So I just want to have that caveat. So if you see that number in the presentation, it, it probably won't be. It'll let itself out to a lower number. So th this presentation, these slides are just supposed to be a broad brush approach. I can tell you that the numbers for fixed costs and the school district's request eclipse what you're allowed in the two and a half and your new growth. So before we even start to talk about police, fire, DPW, all those things that we rely on every day, the, the, just that, not the levy, but just the, what's allowed under the two and a half and the growth is eclipsed. So we'll run through those, and Jason has these particular pieces. 
from administrative things, obviously we're a little bit late to this. That boards and committees can't be filled. I got hired in December, <coughs> Jason came back in January. And then I had to get the word out to the department heads, have them do the work that they didn't do up until that date. And then Jason and I actually met with every department head to review their request. I can tell you from looking at 24 and looking at 25, there's nobody asking for anything outlandish or crazy. There's not a lot of fat in the municipal budget at all. Um, but we are seeing some fixed cost growth, which we have a slide on that, so it's just about providing information to the committee and to the community. So we'll continue to revise, that's just the next bullet on this, revise the budget from an operational perspective. And as the chair mentioned, what you get when you have free cash is a result of two things, right? Whatever you didn't spend for the appropriation leads to fund balance, and then whatever you collected in additional revenue generates free cash. And that's what you're going to use for capital. So you know that, the community might not, so that's why I just mentioned that there. We're still on target to have a, a final budget hearing for the 25th of March with the select board for the, the charter. Uh, the next slide, these were actually in color. I cheeked out a little bit in the black and white, so you can't see the page number. That's why they're stapled together. But this, this community demographic, I think, is important for us to know where we're at as a community. So you have the population, average single family, home value, the tax, average tax bill, uh, the total real property value, 4.25 billion with a B, is amazing because you can compare that to other communities and where they're at, and then you can back into what people pay on average based on the value and based on their income as well. So that'll be an interesting thing to look at. Uh, you do have a single tax rate, which was set back in November 1428, and then the residential to commercial industrial property. 75, 73 to 27. I came from a community that had less than 10% commercial industrial property, and I worked hard, and I actually hired staff to help me grow that number, and I think I pushed it like two points, which when you're under 10, to get to 10 <laughs> is a big deal. Uh, and the reason why I want that diversity is because you don't want the taxpayer, residential taxpayer, to bear all the burden for all municipal services. Um, still a Moody's AA1, I think as you borrow for different projects moving up, we're not talking about capital, we'll have an opportunity to get a AAA rating. It thinks we're too small of a community, but I'm going to argue differently when I get before uh, Standard & Poor's or Moody's or whoever we end up going for rating agency. So not to get into the, yep. the rating agencies, but from, from what we've been told by our financial advisors, um, AA1 is equivalent to a standard from, from Moody's is equivalent to a AAA by standard and force. So it's just a different rating scale. Um, it's, it's you know, who we've been used to working with is, is Moody's. And a AA1 is extremely high quality. So we've been told in the past that the size of the community is what's the limiting factor to get to AAA with Moody's. And um, I believe them. It's not going to stop us from trying. It's, we can it's still a couple try basis it. points. It's not going to be a lot of savings. But if you can get there, there's, you, get it. you know, this status will be in AAA, and yeah. we can save the taxpayer some money when we do those borrowings. That's going to be a goal of mine. I mean, I've I, I kind of been beaten into that in other communities I've been in, because we haven't enjoyed the 23% CIP, nor have we had excess levy capacity. So it's been a goal to chip away. And I had two, I was lucky with two, one community had two increases, so we can get so, there. 
So if back in, I don't know if people remember this, but back in 2015 when we were borrowing for the Lincoln Street School, which is the, one of the biggest projects that the town had undertaken at that time. Uh, I know we're looking at some, some more big projects coming up in the future in the near term, but um, we, we were upgraded from AA2 to AA1 back, back at that point when, when our credit rating was looked at closely for that borrowing. It's a good town. <laughs> strong finances here. So. Oh, incredibly. You know, just from the outside looking in, um, even even being in Grafton, looking over a town and a half to see John's work on the budget and the document he put together, um, you know, it's a good model. You know, that was a good model to have. And, you know, this process for everyone to understand and, and coalesce around is is difficult. So this next slide is probably a good segue. These surrounding communities, people always want to compare to what other communities are around them. So that's what this slide does. And there's some interesting points here about the ranking for the taxes that people pay versus the other communities. So it's again, it's just a, it's a more of a demographic standpoint. If you want to go over that more, I think Jason, you put this one together for us, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I got a question. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to understand the ranking. It, it says that we're at number 70, but it's not based on a tax effort. So what is that based on? No, the, 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 uh, the ranking, I mean, this is a collection of different data points, but the, the, the ranking is the statewide rank of the 351 cities and towns of the state. So okay. And what are they based there? Oh, it's just, it's simply the single family tax bill. That's it? So, okay. Yeah, so. Um, so, so highest South Borough South has the, oh, okay. the 28th so the, the, highest, okay. North Borough has this. 70th highest, so lower is a lower tax bill, and higher is, I mean, a lower number is a higher tax bill, and a higher number, number is a lower tax bill. And we just moved to that ranking, right? Correct, yeah. So we've used to do? Yeah, we've. Um, so even the Westboro's 18.8%, they're ranked 36. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, so the tax effort measure is a, is a comparison of um, income tax versus the tax bill. So it's basically a proportion okay. of the single family tax bill to the to, uh, per capita tax return okay. from those towns for their income taxes. So it, it's designed to kind of measure how, what the affordability is of the tax bill in, the, in that community. Okay. All right, thanks. I, I was just kind of curious. Oh, yeah. So I would say this, that the, the town of Northborough's uh, ranking, I mean, 70 is the, the lowest that the town has been, I mean, or in terms of low, low tax bills relative to our other uh, communities. Um, we traditionally have been you know, in the 60s in the most recent years, and we've been down in the 50s before, so meaning that we higher tax bills relative to our other <coughs> Not to put a too fine a point on it, but so it's 13 cents for every dollar you earn is paying for your local local property tax. So it's there's only two two lower than us on this list. Well, that's that in Shrewsbury. So 13, 13 cents, 14 cents around South. South Park is lower too as well. Oh yeah, I see ten one four. All right. Um, any other any questions on it? Just again, it's a data point that we can talk about at length. But I just I'm trying to give a feel for the kind of the background work we're trying to do to keep everything in context, and then we can now show the the budget request and still work on reducing that. So like health insurance, for example, 
they're asking us on consultants to say and carry at least a 10% increase, which is $615,000. So are there things we can do inside the plan design to reduce that number? It's, you know, it will be one or two percent. It won't be five or six. It's still going to be almost a double digit increase. But as we work through that, if we can offer like a high deductible plan, we might be able to bring that cost down a little bit. But it's still going to be an increase, just to be clear. Following up a little more, you know, in detail on the than in health insurance costs, is there a primary reason for the increase this year? Their yeah, loss runs they base it on you know how sick the group has been mm -hmm. and what their losses have been. So they they have to run it, you know, they're not to make a profit, but they have to cover their costs. So we have some high claims, and that's you know based on what people pay in premiums and what the town pays for its share. Those losses for those. Individuals who are ill will eclipse that. So, so the premiums pay. pretty much a, uh, dependent on the people that mm -hmm. put in claims and were sick. Yeah. Correct. Higher than that's what drives that. Higher than normal or higher than right. we would expect. Yep. Which is kind of a sad way to think about. Yeah. It, but but that's the situation. That's what drives it. Right. Well, that's sometimes we changed vendors too <laughs> because of that because yeah. I think I mean in past years we've probably negotiated the best sort of plans and pricing and all that we've probably wrung as much as we can out of right so so right now I mean we, we've uh, taken advantage of um, forming a JPA a joint mm -hmm. purchasing arrangement with um, town of Southborough and the, the KD or the, um, the regional school district so uh, we do have a larger risk pool as a result of that, so it's it's a, across the, the, the pool. We've protected ourselves by having a larger risk pool and participating in that, so all, all the members of the JPA are facing the same increases as, as us. And was there a certain time, um, a period on that, for how long we'd be in that joint agreement? I mean, I, I think it could be renewed annually. I'm, I'm not sure of the, the duration. I didn't know if it locked it in for a certain number of years or it's an annual. I, I believe it's annual. Okay. Thank you. And if we were to shop, we would have, we would have, you know, if we were going to the GIC or some other plan, you know, we would have to, we would have had to start that in Long August time. at yeah. the latest. So we have to renew <coughs> to keep our folks covered and try to modify wherever we can to save money. But to make wholesale changes now, I think it's too late. Yeah, I think I think getting into that joint agreement that we we saw you know a lot of good benefits for that. So right. we took that step. Now we're dealing with the reality of claims. Yes, right. I, I think it's not just the the number of claims. I think it's the the underlying costs have gone up. That that the medical costs have gone up. That the claims are paying. So it's okay. Yeah, that makes sense. The the cost trends are are on their way up. So our next slide, just a budget outlook for 25. I've, I've covered this a little bit, but if you go down to the second to last, uh, we've covered the, the governor's budget. You know, it's just not gonna not gonna keep up. But well, you know, the, the board is gonna do a legislative priorities list to the legislative delegation, and we can, you know, ask for more innovative ways to increase revenue for the town. We'll we'll see how that goes. Because I know it's a you know, the municipal, not the modernization act, but they're looking at meals tax as an enhancement. But anyways, the fixed costs, I think, is important. Health insurance, the pension from Worcester County Retirement, and PAYT, the page and throw subsidy. Uh, we're up for our trash contract in July, July 1. 
So we're looking at vendors now, we're trying to get a more robust program than you have now and try to keep the cost where it is. But just based on what we know, because we don't know all of the vendors who might take this on for a community, um, they're looking at a $250,000 increase. So the contract we're in now is gonna expire to continue that with a new vendor for a known price, it's 250,000 from what we have now. So that makes up that fixed cost number that we talked about. Uh, I will, the last bullet here, I do think that, that the community's been very um, conservative in what it allows growth to be for the departments. And I don't think a lot of departments have really asked for what they need in the past. So I try to encourage that, just so I could know what, are, what people really need. And they still really didn't ask me for a whole lot. Um, but there is pent-up demand there, just from walking in, from being on the outside looking at, there are some things that we could use. Um, but again, we're, we're meeting with departments as we go, and you'll be meeting with them too, so we can talk about all those particular caveats. But they range from, you know, the clerk's office, uh, to the police department, to DPW, yeah. just across the board. But they're, they're modest, but you add them all up, they get expensive. Uh, the next the next slide we covered this a little bit is about new new revenues. So this is the proposition two and a half allowance, the new growth, and that subtotals. We add the, the governor's budget with the 86512. But again, I should put an asterisk next to this if you could, just there will be charges and assessments that will go up that'll cause that number to go down because we need to carry that too. Um, local receipts, you know, the, the economy's tough with interest rates and inflation, but interest rates have benefited us because we have investment income to earn. So we have that bump um, to 400000 for increased revenue, provided interest rates stay where they're at. Now there's a whole legal list for our investments. I won't bore you with this, but there's things we, like we just can't go invest in GE or GM. There's a list that the state says, this is what you can invest in community, and we've got to stay to that list. So it's called the legal list item. So, just know we just we don't go buy Tesla or Apple. <laughs> Do you recall what the the amount was last year for those uh, local uh, receipts? I, I, Collection was in the sixes, and you budgeted like two sixty to forty. I think okay. it, Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I'm, go, I'm going off the top of my head. If you want a real number, he's the. <laughs> but, that, but that's good. I'm like if the budget was around two sixty, and we ended yeah, up with four hundred. Yeah, it, it was it was in the low two hundreds, and yeah, I think it was a little higher than that. Nine. Okay. We can get it. How about this? We I was just wondering if, in general, like, we can get you the number. Yeah, it's just the, the the gut feel whether we're ahead of what we anticipated or behind what we we're, we're ahead. So that's that's the good that's the good news there. It is good news. Just again, we got to go back to what generates free cash, right? So when when we over realize revenue, that's what's going to you know what I mean. So that part of the three million bucks going to talk about in the next slide. Mm -hmm. That's part of where that money. So, just something to keep in mind. Uh, more on revenues. Uh, this can you do the slide for me? Because you put this. Oh yeah, this sure. Piece. The, the, so the offsets and the transfers. I, I, I again, when we we use a, a revenue-driven model to to build the budget, we start with um, estimating revenues with the proposition two and a half increases, and then. Um, we, we have unused levy capacity, which are the, the increases under Proposition 2.5 where we haven't 
quote taxed to the max where we haven't levied the, the maximum that would be allowable under law. So um, we view this money as being available to craft the budget with. So just to get to the baseline budget requests that have come through, um, it would require um, using the unused levy capacity that the town has in the amount of 1.3 million. And this point here, the bullet points, are just showing what's remaining, like what we would estimate remaining of the, of the unused capacity. So we had $4 million. If you reduce that by 1.3 million, it leaves 2.7 still on the table. Um, then the other piece of revenue, uh, this is a part that, you know, balances the budget. We do tra internal transfers. We transfer from what's called special revenue funds. Um, this is in every year we do the town budget article where we have a whole list of accounts that we transfer from to fund the budget. We're estimating those totaling about $850,000. So that. Um, I mean, I'll just get this fire department revolving. This the board just voted to increase ambulance fees on Monday, so that's a. It depends on call volume, but we can estimate between forty and fifty thousand in terms of an increase. The this, this does not reflect those numbers because we haven't realized that. Revenue. <coughs> I just want to make that clear. Right. So, the the fire revolving transfer that that's meant to underwrite the fire department's budget. So, um, it doesn't duplicate what they have to spend, but there's. $400,000 that's targeted to be funded with this within the fire department's budget. And, and this is, that's an annual thing, that, that an exercise we do annually. Um, and, and again, uh, not to, to belabor this too much, but the um, cable receipts, they come into a fund called a receipts reserve fund. The $313,416 is the total of their budget request. So we transfer from the receipts reserve fund into the general fund to cover their budget. And at the end of the year, if they have anything unspent, we transfer it back to the receipts reserve fund. Uh, well, I am going to labor this a little bit because cable is a great asset for transparency for a community, a big advocate for cable. But subscribers are going right. down. Revenue will go down. Not this year, not 25, but somewhere in the future, that revenue will be next to nothing. And we have to think about how we fund that to continue that transparency piece because that makes for good government. So it's something to think about for 26, 27, 28. So I just put that out there. Yeah, I think year on year we've seen that decreased. Yeah. Those revenues decrease and something that needs to be planned for long term. We did just. You negotiated a contract back in March 23, and we just got the signature pages last week. So it was a it went from four percent to five percent. So we'll, we'll get a little residual, like a, a retroactive paycheck, right, for the for the cable fund. So it's a good soundbite that we got five, but it's on less subscribers, and I can't even I can't even hazard a guess of how much. More will be, or even if it's less, if subscribers start going down by that much. But I, I, full disclosure of everything that's kind of going on. Is there any value to go to streaming or instead of cable? I mean, that, that kind of thought? Well, we wouldn't be able to, there's no, there's no law for, you know, they're using our poles now, right, for cable. They have the, mm -hmm. the, the, the fiber rock, the cable up to deliver cable to your house. But 
all the Wi-Fi that streams over that, there's nothing that anybody thought that we would get a, a fee from for a franchise fee for those services. Okay. So all we get is cable. So people are talking about it, but it, it depends who's in Washington and it depends who's at the state house. So okay. right now we're not we, we get no piece of that pocket. Okay. Uh, this is budget request relative from the school on the next page. This is the request for K through eight at 3.9%, 1.1 million. And then um, the, um, not asked, but the regional high school, 8.13 at 1 million one. And then asset at the increase is 155.72. So that total request is 5.57. That's 2.4 million just in those three request and then that number sounds large but these aren't unreasonable and not um, an overreach at least in my mind they're not compared to other other school districts that I've worked with and seen their requests they superintendent here is extremely professional um, and I think you're getting a big bang for your buck I know we'll we'll get the details when we speak to yeah. school administration, but do you recall or feel that uh, shift in student enrollments that that uh, affected the uh, assessment? That that's gen that was generally level this year. From it, it was uh, the trend. There there was one year where there was a, a, a huge eighth grade class that moved up to the yeah. high school, and that shifted things significantly. But we we've stabilized again, so I think we're back to more routine being about 60% of the district. Okay, so the, the increase in our assessment is primarily the increase in overall costs, not a student shift Correct. Uh, of North, more Northboro students. I, I don't have it in front of what their actual operating budget is increasing, but I, I would guess that it would be in line with this. But, you know, it, one thing, you know, we mentioned health insurance at the start of this. I know that's one thing that the region has to pay themselves. So we're in the jo joint purchasing arrangement with them. So they're facing a 10% increase as well in their health insurance. So that's built into their 5% increase. Or, and again, forgive me, I don't remember their, their exact budget increase that's underlying that. Um, what I like to see is trending. So if, the, if this possible, like we used to have, like trending analysis, like, we're, okay, we're increasing 5.5% this year. I kind of like to review what was, what was the trend before that. Previous year. So you want to go back? You want to go back five years to see what? Yeah, that five is. years is fine. Yeah, just to see what what it looks mm -hmm. like. Yeah, as we get into the uh, the individual meetings with the different departments, if we can have a little bit of that trend look back um, okay. and the comparisons. Yeah, for all the a lot of um, a lot of the discussions it seems we've had in the past. You know, it's, it's all the models right there in in my head, and probably others had this. You know the percentage increase, the percentage increase. And so having that comparison just kind of helps us see where things are you know, different. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's interesting because, you, you know, you passed, you did this 10 months ago with an $80 million budget. You've kind of looked at all those details. Now you really just, I mean, I know you're going to look at the whole thing, but you just have to look at 2.4 million or 2.8 because that's all the new money I think what's different, uh, there are, what feels a little bit new for me is tapping as much into the levy capacity. And so I, and, and so I think just kind of understanding that, that better, because I'm, I'm thinking of some of the, 
when we do the forecasting and seeing that levy, levy capacity, you know, go maybe four years out or six years out or, you know, before we've consumed it. So it feels like this is going to bring it in. And so having, you know, just kind of having that in mind. Mm -hmm. and to the extent we can, I, and I realize, Tim, you've got, you know, new models and ways to budget and present the information. I think if we can find, you know, strike that kind of balance mm -hmm. to some of the formats that we're accustomed to, but then also want to take advantage of any new methods or ways to present that you've seen that's been effective as well. Um, so I, I guess we'll, we'll have some inertia of, of having reviewed things in a certain way over the last however many years and then, and then help, us, help us transition to newer ways, you know, where, where those can be more effective. Okay. On the baseline, we need to look at revenues and expenses and do pro projections outward and, and that's, that's valuable. I mean, we're currently right now, we're, we're using the similar models that we've had in the past. So, I mean, our intent is as we get further into this and we get more settled on what the FY25 budget request is going to be, that'll be a baseline to do a five-year projection outward. And we, we still intend to do all of those best practices. Yeah, and realize this is just a preliminary. You're, yeah, you're right. actually giving us a heads up on, on what, what we can ex expect. So yeah, didn't, didn't mean to think that, or didn't intend to say, oh, you should have this tonight. I'm just trying to think ahead as we get into those yeah. uh, department <clears throat> meetings and uh, what, to, what to expect. And this is great that gives us this overview and, and, and focuses on then just that net increase. And we, we kind of started with the end, you know, the end in mind where, you know, the taxpayer has to pay this bill. What's the impact at both models, right? Yeah. So it's on the second to last slide, if you can believe it. So <laughs> is there anything else you want to cover under the draft school budget? So, so I, th I think we see the, the uh, capital from the complex, right? Correct. Starts yeah. to hit. Yeah. Yeah, not, um, not bonded by 25, though, right? Is that estimate? Yeah, that's, that's, that's short term. Yeah, that's short term. Is it still looking like fiscal 27 that that'll hit? I think so. I believe so. Okay. And once again, we'll we'll get to the school budget at the at the time. Well, they're trying to figure out the best time to to bond. That would be horrible. Right. So remember, there's you know we're we're just about to come off of the renovation, the, the debt on the renovation, but then. I think Gongplex was going to stack up with like a year over yeah, or something. Yeah, 27 like I think is the last year of the, of the high school. So I mean yeah. the, the Adran project. So yeah, that, and that might be how it's being timed with issuing the long-term debt. I mean overall, you know, we're used to been paying on the renovation at this level, and then Gongplex would have actually stepped it down. We're going to see that one-year overlap rate just be a little spike in 27 or something. So thank you. Yeah, those are short-term debt numbers for 25. Yeah, thank you. All right, I only have a couple more to go here. Um, fixed costs, we've covered these, right? So health insurance, uh, pending the renewal, 618 increase, that's 10%. Uh, when we budget that number, we have to allocate for people moving in and out of the plan. So we have a cushion there. And again, that's another thing if we People don't move in. That generates returns and 
generates free cash for your capital. But those numbers are just, again, they're the high-level fixed costs that, that we know to be very close. Certainly the last two are at least that. What's WRRS again? What's the kind of retirement? Oh, that's that thing, okay. Yeah, the assessment for retirees, okay. both a catch-up and right. current. All right. You don't happen to recall last year's increase, do you? It's, it was, uh, well, the, the, the retirement system, they've adopted a funding plan where they're not going to increase their overall assessments. They've got 101 communities that belong to the, the Worcester Regional Retirement System. So um, they've come up with a funding plan that requires they don't increase their assessment more than 10% every year okay. across the board, but we get actuarially, actuarially assessed based on our membership within that. So last year we ended up faring better than the other towns within that calculation, so I think our assessment only went up 8%, but this year we're seeing percent but their 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 target is right around ten. Correct. In yes. Terms yeah. Of the over overall, but in, individual towns that belong to it may have their own results within it. Okay. But, uh, but the funding but plan is to be fully funded in the pension plan by twenty by twenty thirty six. Okay. By law, it's supposed to be twenty forty. It could both of those numbers could get extended out if they don't have good fund performance or so forth. So an expectation year on year is about ten percent. Correct. It's going to likely be around that. I should back up when, when Jason was talking about the, you know, the model and dipping into the levy. It's it's not, we're not proposing that, <laughs> right? The full point, the full million you have in excess levy. You know, we would just tell you based on the request if you were to do it, what that would cost. That's what the impact. So that's that's what this next uh, slide does. Not a proposal. It's just what what we have before us now before we make any adjustments. So at least you can see that. And I, you know, we, I try to simplify it for both, you know, Joe Q public and then to have a discussion among members and break them up. Uh, the tax impact on the next slide is. You know, the comparison of, you know, those fixed costs in the school department, you know, that's 5.87. What does that cost the average single family house annually? It's 524 increase annually. And then the difference between that, if you would fund things as they stand now, is 726, so 224-buck difference. So that's what we're trying to work between those numbers to get those numbers to be as small as possible. Gotcha. The 655-691 is a, that's a moving target on an annual basis too, so I don't want to hold this to that single family value. Okay. Basically, it's a 5% increase on, on this year's single family home value. Yeah. And then going back a page, I see that you, you are planning to continue to contribute, or we are planning to contribute to OPEP, so that's that's good. We yep. skipped that during COVID a little bit, so uh, keeping that on track, and that continues to be uh, a varying funding or a cost model on that, right? It's estimate of little cost trends go up, our funding plan, you know, our, our, the amount that we have in, in, in cash in the OPEP fund, which is about $6 million, is, you know, that for percentage of funding level goes down. Yeah, yeah, understood. 
And I think it's important, it's more, at least for me in previous committees, it was more to have that discussion with the bond rating agencies, to have that fund and have money in it, and have it funded so they know you're taking care of your liability. So it's, we're doing it because it's the right thing to do, but we're also doing it to show the people who lend us money, we want all Yeah, it's more proving that we, that we are contributing is more important than the specific amount that we've contributed. Yeah. It's that we have a plan, we're continue to, uh, we're, we're diligent in, in funding into it so that eventually we'll, we'll get to that point. That's great. And then I think the final slide, just kind of a cash position, overall fund balance, free cash. Um, if we had a, you know, a, we don't have a proposed capital plan for it, even consider tonight. But how you use those dollars for 25, um, I think this is just consistent with the policy you've always tried to adhere to. Yeah, that seems spot on. That's our that's our standard model right there. And then your status of reserves, that's um, self-explanatory at 8%, but the goal of the policy between 5 and 10. So there's a, you know, it's, it's it's going to be a lot of work between now and April. I don't know if you guys are up for it, but if you need me to do something a different way or present a different way, we'll work on it. Um, but I just I look forward to just getting a good, solid, balanced budget that people understand. Um, I do. I will do kind of hosting, you know, like cable shows on different articles as we go through, just so people can. Yeah. Kind of see Article 1, whatever it is, Article 2, and just have small, not advocating one way or the other, but just informational, that they don't have to just come in and get a warrant with 50 articles and make a decision. We, I gotta find a way to educate people. I think that's a great idea, because even, even though the articles are published ahead of time and folks try to read them, I think that would be, that's an excellent idea and to do some easier. explanation. I'm sure narrative. people see, see or hear my voice on TV, but. I don't, all they, you know, I, what I always impress upon people, I do those type of shows, I'm like, just, if you just call the office and ask the question, you can answer it. Otherwise, how many can you get pretty lengthy? Yeah. No, it's good to get, the, get an explanation, a narrative, yeah. uh, so the, the, the details behind it, rather than just that, those individual paragraphs or, you know, single sentences in some cases. <laughs> yeah, again, not pushing just the facts and just stick to the facts. That's awesome. Thank you very much for putting that together. This is helpful to set the stage on what to expect uh, in this cycle. Yeah, thank you. Any questions from committee members? Awesome. Did I go too long? I don't know. Oh, no, 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 it's good. No, no, this is, this is absolutely perfect. All right. So um, I think in the packet there is a, a proposed meeting schedule for departments. Yes. For us to I would envision yep. that being refined. If, I don't know if we've had confirmations from every department that they were available on the night that we proposed for them, but um, you, know, you, you would have the opportunity to comment on who we proposed you see and add or, or delete as you see fit. That's our usual list. That's fine. Yeah, when I first looked at it, I didn't, I didn't notice that there was any of our significant departments missing, or different than what we would normally do. No, it's, it's all here. Yeah, it's all there. Would it be possible to get the 
packets for these in advance. I mean, this is kind of, some of these are pretty full and it's a lot of information to go through and if you're just getting it the minute you come in and we've got, you know, an hour, two hours kind of thing for the meeting, it would be helpful to really kind of give us a chance to kind of look at the information before <coughs> the meeting. Is it possible that we can get the, the budgets uh, can we do it before the early? We'll do our best. It's, it, you know, it's not for lack of not wanting to give people information. It's that a lot right. of this stuff is <coughs> reviewed and, and revised up to, up to the line. And, and that, that, that's been the past practice anyway. Um, we're on a shorter timeline this year, so we'll do our best to yeah, get, no. get you. And, and this year's compressed. But Correct. And that's so I'm asking for more time. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we should make it a priority to get as much mm -hmm. information into your hands before the meeting as possible. It's just it's not fair to have you just kind of walk in cold and, and develop questions. But remember, you always get to come back, I think. This committee always gets to come back and revisit, you know. So if you're, okay. you're on the first Thursday, you get the second, you have questions about the first, it's our duty to go back and get you that information. Okay. So there's two ways to do it, but we'll, we'll, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to force Jason to try his best. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And um, Thursdays are good for everyone, generally the Thursday, this, yeah. this time frame, this calendar. Um, I have to look at my schedule for next week. I was scheduled to be out of town, but... Um, let me see if I can rearrange that a little bit. So that's the only only date that, that I'm well, George, looking ahead. Yeah, George, run it. George, run it. Oh, you're in capable hands there. Yeah. So no problem there. And um, that's that was the only thing I saw. Targeting then the joint hearing on March 25th. Great. Awesome. We have a similar looking schedule for the financial planning. Is that looking well it's too early to we're say get what, what day what night it might be. <laughs> yeah. it I might think be. we're trying those on Tuesdays. That, that was what was proposed, yes. Okay. So we're trying to do Tuesday, Thursday, right? So Yeah. That makes sense. I'm looking I have a coffee maker in the office, it's okay. <laughs> so they're looking at about a two point two million in capital budget. Uh, the, we haven't prepared the capital budget. It's, it's right now. It looks like the requests are, are, are more than that. Uh, we we have yeah, a potential fire station project that's coming through. So that was just the free cash component of it, and that was de demonstrating what we foresee the free cash plan yes. to be. I, I, that's what I was cash. trying to say. Is that that so looks like going into financial planning, two point two in free cash. Correct. So available. The, the, the balance of what's not funded with free cash and. and money that we have in available funds or, or grants and so forth would be proposed to come forward and be paid for with, with additional debt. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Tim, Jason, anything else you needed to present to us tonight? Other topics? No, we, I think we just wanted to give you at least a this broad brush approach, which I think we did, and set the schedule and we'll go. That's good. Any other questions from the committee?
A couple statements, if you allow me to digress a little bit. Sure. Well, well one thing on our committees here, uh, yeah, our people we want to meet with, the one person I haven't heard from or anything about in quite a while is the MIS GIS department and what we are doing for technology in this town. I don't know if that's anything that would require a lot of uh, uh, actually meeting with them, but someone could just get, you know, give us a little update on what's happening. Would that be possible we, we to get a list, yeah. project yeah. updates? Because I know there's been some project work, uh, some important things. I mean, we're sitting in a room that's been uh, rewired for technology to some extent. But so IT is not on that list? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it is. I, I apologize for that. Dave. We should be. We usually don't, but once no. in a while we do. That means it's a pretty significant budget. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> The only other thing I really wanted to talk about a little bit or mention is that I've been lucky enough, I've been here about a quarter of a century now, and I've been under several town administrators. Each one has been better than the last, so you have some big <laughs> shoes to fill in a ways to go. I, I have big hopes for you. But it's been our policy, especially under John Kadir that set it up for all the years that he's been here, that free cash and uh, grants would always be used for one-time items and they would never be used to hire anybody because you can't, that's not a continuing thing. When the grant's over, what do you do? You gotta get that money somewhere or lay them off. And there's an article in the paper that I got really dismayed about, uh, talking about the, uh, one of the meetings where the fire chief came in and he was seeking a grant. Uh, I know what the grants, it said it was for $3 million over a three year period and he was going to use that to hire new firemen. And the selectmen at the time said they didn't know why that grant was never approved in the past. And I know this board, if there's something that we don't know, we're not going to vote on it until we find, uh, find an answer. And in the paper they put that, well, we don't know why you, you were never allowed to go after this grant, but we think you should have it, and they allowed them to go and get it. And my concern is that that's $3 million over three years, that's a million dollars a year. Now in three years, that's going to be worth so even more. With, million hits. Yeah, that's going to be pay raises right. and whatever else comes along. We've got our fire stations going to hit. We've got a brand new fire truck that's going to hit. How is the town going to take a million dollar extra on top of all your budget for these firemen that he wants to hire? And, there's no, and the selectmen sh should have not approved that until they ask someone that's been here for a while. Someone from appropriations, someone from financial planning. If you don't know the answer, find out why this was never approved in the past. And I'm really concerned when, when that happens that you're going to have hire these people and I know the town won't be able to afford it. We have an aging town over a third or elderly now on a fixed income. You're either going to drive them out of town or it's going to end up in a big layoff. But outside of that, I'm bringing that up now because I said I've been here for so long and I'm getting tired and I have different obligations and problems coming up at home that I think it's time for me to resign from this committee. And so tonight I want to put in my official notice for that and if anyone out there is interested, please contact Fred's George and uh, let him know you're available. That's all I have. Um, thanks, Fred. And, and Sorry to, I did not obviously a surprise on the resignation. I know you've served this committee for I, a long I've time been, in great capacity. I've been fighting with it for the last couple of weeks to, to 
deciding, and it's, that, I think it's time to go. Okay. Well, thank you appreciate for your service, Rick. Yeah, thank you very much. And appreciate your, your sharing, you know, and willing to you know, say that in public. And, and I know How long ago did you see that article? I, I must missed hmm? it. How long ago did you see this article, just out of curiosity? How long have you been here? No, how long ago did you see this article about the fire department? Oh, that was uh, a month ago. That was a, yeah, a month ago in the community two or three weeks back in the community advocate. Okay. And uh, I was rude. I didn't see that one. I can't blame okay. the board. I mean, this, our select board is all fairly new people on it. But the fact that because they didn't know, they just went ahead and go said do it. Yeah. Because every year our fire chief and our police chief come to us with all these national reports and state reports and this sure. and that. Oh, your community decides you need this many firemen and this many, you know, uh, police. But they don't look at the town and our circumstances and just what we can do. We've been getting by with what we had just fine. Mm -hmm. And it took a while, but we've added on police chief, uh, I mean, a policeman, as the town can actually afford it. And I'm sure we'll do the same with the firemen. But to go out and hire four to six firemen at one time, and three years from now that grant is gone, what are we going to do? I, I just, I, I had the same, as meeting there, I had the same concern. Really? Okay. I got to look at this What you're article. doing yeah. is you're making a commitment. You're not even kind of thinking about it, but you're making a commitment of a considerable expense yeah. three years in the future that when it shows up, everyone's going to go, well, what are you going to do? We, we've got to. Okay. And it'd be nice to be clear on that commitment at the beginning rather than just kind of walking into it. You know, you want to avoid doing things that are just kicking the can down the road. Sure, absolutely. So. And Tim, I think you, uh, even with talking with the chief, there's you've talked about ways that gets phased in and all that. You probably yeah. I mean, well, I, it was November. It was before I got hired that I think yeah, people yeah. were voting on it. So I think it was in the advocate December in that area. Yeah. But one of their because I was you know obviously applying for the job and I was watching meetings. They wanted Jason wasn't here at the time either, but they wanted the administrative staff to model that in in year 2029, 20, but model it in now to know how you're going to pay for it. It's extremely competitive, that SAFE grant. Um, if you get it, that would be awesome, but you need to plan for it when it does expire. You don't want to just lay those folks off. I don't even know what's in the master plan for that, but that's three big items right there. So I'm sure there's going to be some school needs by then, some sort of school repairs. That's going to be a big tax. Oh, the capital piece, yeah, the capital. Yeah, it's going to be a tax bur big tax burden all at once. I don't think our town could have, can handle. So, again, to, to speak to the point about the, the model in the future, any, any future models would take into account the, the likelihood that those firefighters would still be employed here in, in year three when the, when the funding is phased out, the federal funding is phased out. I know, um, I don't think all the details are available yet for the for the grant, I think all that the select board did was approve applying for the grant. We don't know if we've received it, and I don't think we know all the details of the grant program for the next upcoming cycle. But um, in the past, that grant has required that the, the, the cities or towns retain the, the firefighters that, that have been hired. I think pragmatically, I don't think it's likely that the town would want to lay off firefighters. So it's it, it would be the best thing for us to do to include that in our models for the future should we find out any more about the grant as we go forward. But it's, it's def definitely really good questions to start asking the, mm -hmm. the fire chief when he comes forward. 
and for updates on that. Well, I know it took us like five or six years just to hire one or two policemen to get them in the budget. And if you're going after four to six firemen all at once, there's no way a budget can handle that. And what I wasn't sure about, they didn't mention, was on the grant. Was this grant, could that be used for anything for the fire? Or did that specifically had to be used to hire specifically fire? Specifically for, for staff. Personal. Personal. Because if they win the grant, they can use it for something else. That's you know that's fine. If it's strictly for hiring, then I see a problem. If we win it, yeah, certainly in year four, you, that's why we have to start tomorrow and now. Yeah. Okay. And the backdrop of this, you know, is we we think about how affordability for people to live here. That's that's a second piece of it. So we look at filed income tax for the surrounding neighbors and, and the surrounding communities that are similar sized. So the burden, you know, we talked about it being 13 cents of the dollar that people pay in filed income tax for property tax. It's higher in every other town except for the two that we mentioned. So we have that in the back of our minds. We don't want to tip it so it's higher than any of those other communities that are similarly situated. So we're trying to think of all facets. You know, people's ability to pay and let's just not overrun and spend, you know, haphazardly. Yeah. So very much, if you know anything about Grafton, it, it didn't have a lot of money 10 years ago. I started there with the worst recession in 2008, like right at the beginning in November. And we got it through, but they're much better off today. So, but I was always aware of not impacting the taxpayer or as little as, as possible. So this things that the board's doing now to, you know, not that this is exact, but the energy aggregation piece, mm -hmm. you know, if that can offset some of those automatic increases, you're going to see whether you do a 5% or a 3% or an 8% growth in the budget. If you can offset some of that automatic increase by saving people on electricity, that's a big deal. And we did that successfully. We can't guarantee savings on that program, but that's why people do it, because they want to save people money. We saved the town in Grafton. Of course, I did it. 10 years ago when energy was so much cheaper than it is today. But, you know, I want to replicate that so we can say we're saving people. Whatever, I don't want to say a number because I don't want to say you said you'd save me. But we did. We saved people like on average 35 bucks a month in Grafton on electricity for a number of years. Cumulatively, it's huge, huge money for a population of 20,000 people. Now, I'm promising that here. Just want to be clear again. Uh, but our attempt is to offset and value add wherever we can. So, I mean, that's one thing. It's not Another example from earlier this week is the streetlights, right? Oh, yeah. Potential to save $100,000 every year forever. Yeah. Right, so. As long as you don't have lights. <laughs> I'm but, not helping my case. But, but more examples <laughs> like that, right? You know, you're, you've already demonstrated uh, the, the ability, yeah. right, to look Some for. Some cost-saving approach to everything. Anything else? I'll entertain a motion to adjourn. Move to adjourn. <laughs> second. It's been motion and seconded. All those in favor? Thank you very much. Tim, Jason, thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks,